Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Good Welcome on board. WKOK's live <laughs> telephone talk show, On The Mark. What happened? You said good morning instead of greetings. I'm, I'm appalled. I said greetings. Oh, I thought you said good morning. You spoke over me, as you often do. Well, and I, so was you didn't no, hear it. I was going to do choral reading. I know why your introduction to the program so well. I thought we'd do it together. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, I love your sigh of exasperation. <laughs> Welcome on board, everybody. How Joe's you back. Come at it. <sighs> <sighs> this is the new intro. <laughs> good morning. Joe's back. Today we're going to find out about a Democrat who didn't wear a mask in public. Okay, and then he'll talk about a party where everybody's tested and wait, tested and uh, vaccinated, but they gathered hundreds of people anyway. And then he's going to tell us about. <laughs> um, and then Mark. Lawrence is going to blather on and on about <laughs> the, the climate, climate or warming. Something. Yes. <laughs> yes, sorry. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Today is not going to be like yesterday, and nor will it be anything like tomorrow. It's going to be better than Absolutely. yesterday. Absolutely. <laughs> as, as we say around here, each day we attempt to do better. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we have, have a, another phrase we use for we, that. We have a gross guttural reference uh, to doing something less each day. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our first call's coming in. Wow, that didn't take long. I haven't even given the number out yet. Must be Stan. He memorized the number. Or Eric. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. It's a telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. Well, let's go right to the well, phone. We have no one to answer the phone for us. Right, it's ringing. Good morning, Stan. You're on the mark. Oh, my gosh. You got it's it Eric. wrong. I told Eric. you it was either Eric. I told you it was Joe. Eric. <laughs> Joe is so rarely Good morning, late. gentlemen. Just quickly, um, I know we're not supposed to use this as a platform for uh, for advertising and so forth, but I think it's an important event. Uh, tonight, this evening, 4 to 7, is the Snyder County Night Out for kids in the uh, Snyder Union, Northumberland County area. It is up at the ball field just off 522 on um, University Avenue in Seals Grove. Going to be a lot of activities. That's uh, called West kiddos. Snyder. That's called West Snyder Park. Just so you know. Okay, very good. West Snyder Park. That makes it sound like no. This is in Seals Grove, East Snyder Park, isn't it? East Snyder Park. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> See now you're sending Joe. You're sending people <laughs> to the wrong place. They'll end up in Beavertown. Um, anyway, uh, a lot of opportunity. A uh, lot of good free entertainment, free food, uh, and a lot of importantly informational stands for uh, parents and fun things for kids to do. Uh, sponsored by the Snyder County Coalition for Kids, which I'm on the board of. So, um, opportunity for parents to you know, help get your kiddos ready for school. Uh, read a lot of great information. There's going to be a lot of great stuff there, a lot of fun things for the kids. So, tonight from 4 to 7 at East Snyder County Park there in Seals Grove. Okay, we let you get away with that, which we don't normally do in this show. So, what else do you want to talk about? 
Well, let's talk about uh, masking and, uh, you know, um, let's talk about depoliticizing the uh, depoliticizing the pandemic. I'll pick up where we were left off yesterday. How do you feel about Representative Rashida Tlaib, who was photographed dancing without a mask moments after telling people in her district that they needed to mask up? Uh, and she is not vaccinated. Oh, she's not she's vaccinated, vaccinated right? and well, tested. That, that doesn't matter. We were told that we have to wear masks indoors. Dr. Fauci, the fabulous Dr. Fauci, said we should wear masks indoors. I mean, she, she everywhere? and everybody. Everywhere. everywhere. Eric, yes. Eric, in interest of full disclosure, before you respond, everybody at this party was vaccinated and tested. But Joe says she, How she do you should know still... they were? Did you personally check their medical records? No, they said they were. I don't know. I, okay. I guess they could be lying. You're right. They, As you would say, they're Democrats, so they must be lying. But anyway, <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Eric. You wanted to respond. Well, I'm just, just wondering if, if Joe is concerned that he is co- continuing to try to politicize the situation, which I think all of us as citizens need to try to depoliticize the situation okay. and, and go to the science. The well, science how about says if, you, if you are inoculated, the chance of you picking up or spreading this, this uh, you know, disease or this, this, this uh, pandemic is much less. That's what the science says. So why are we continuing to politicize it, saying, oh, conservatives uh, shouldn't, shouldn't, and, and Democrats or, or you know, progressives should? Let, let's, let's, can we take politics totally out of this? Fine. You get the was Democrats, you get the Democrats of, to take it out? part of the flu in, in 1919, 1920? Eric, you get the Democrats to take it out and I'll demand the Republicans do the same thing because Tlaib posted a, after she was criticized, she posted a map of Kentucky because Kentucky Senator Rand Paul said something about her hypocrisy, if you will. And she said the Kentucky senator is throwing a tantrum as his state is being swallowed whole by the virus. People are getting sick and dying. 98 counties in Kentucky have a high incidence rate of COVID-19. He needs to put politics aside and put people first. Start resisting the virus. Is that politicizing it? it the both sides I, I are. I, I agree with the you. right word, Joe. She responded. She responded to someone attacking her. So, so <laughs> as a Democrat, uh, we should just lay down and take it and, and not not say, hey, you know, well, clean up your own house first. I'm willing know? to admit that the Republicans aren't taking the high road, but the Democrats aren't either. You know, somebody okay. has to be and the adult in the room, don't they, Eric, and say, well, I'm not going to play this game. They point, certainly so aren't in this room. Everyone <laughs> should be taking politics out of this. Uh, including Mark Lawrence. Oh, wait, I think <laughs> I just included Joe myself. I'm the Aaron, adult. Whatever his last name is. <laughs> I'm the adult. You know, and that's my, my perspective, okay. truly. All right, we got another um, caller, so wrap up, Eric. Okay, hopefully see everyone tonight out at the uh, Kids' Night Out, Eastern Snyder County Park, Seals Grove. Right, sure, it's not you, Western Snyder. Anyway. Van, <laughs> okay, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. i just like to say about this vaccine that it does not work. And when this vaccine first came out, everyone was led to believe that this would keep you from getting COVID-19. Now they're saying it's just you don't end up in really sick and in the hospital. No, they never said they that. You heard that, but they never said it. No, you need, you never assume that either when they call it a vaccine. right? But let me just continue here a minute. They, they said stay at home and slow the curve. They said until we develop herd immunity. Now they say everyone needs to get this jab, even if you had COVID. So whatever happened to herd immunity? Now, Rand Paul's been bringing this out. He had it. He, he says that he has immunity, which is scientific. So whatever happened to real science? So another thing, this so-called vaccine is not FDA approved. It's being used under the Emergency Use Authorization Act. And then here's a question for you. 
Why are they telling us now that this vaccine is safe and effective for those that are 12 years old and younger when it has not been approved by the FDA? How can they make that false claim? And another thing people don't understand is this vaccine, no, no vaccine, you can, you can sue no one, not the vaccine manufacturer, over any side effects that you get. And there's been plenty of side effects. There's been people that have died from receiving this, this vaccine shot, so-called. But with the Emergency Use Authorization Act, you can't even sue the government because you are you are basically volunteering to take a shot that is not FDA approved. So why you know this? The it was Van. It, Van, it was FDA approved, just not permanently yet. It was given a temporary emergency approval. Right, and it's not approved for the, kids under twelve the yet. Okay, the emergency approval is given until the timing, until they test the vaccine. And what the test is going on right now is, is the people that are being guinea pigs. So that's why this vaccine took place so fast, because it's under you know, record time, warp speed, all that garbage. And here's another thing, and this came right from... <laughs> More misinformation. Uh, Go right ahead. <laughs> and here's, here's some misinformation right, right from the guy over in Australia reporting about the people that are hospitalized over there. 99% of the people that have been hospitalized with, with COVID they've received the vaccine. 95% of the people that are hospitalized in Israel have been vaccinated. But that's only and because they have such a high vaccination rate. We do know that there's breakthrough well, uh, infections. That that was talked about since the, the well, get-go. President Trump talked about that. And you're, you are correct. It is because they have such a high vaccination rate because that Delta variant is proportional to the rate of vaccination in the country. And Sydney asked a great question the other day. This, this COVID is very survivable, survivable. So why in the world is there a push for everyone to get this vaccine against their will? You know, if I, in, again, we go back, like you guys were using the comparison of abortion to, to getting this vaccine. Well, my body, you know, it's my body all the time when women say about abortion. Well, you know, when they come and stick a needle in my arm and put something in my bloodstream, I think I ought to have a right to decide if I want to receive that or not. Because if this if this vaccine is so effective, like Eric's saying about, you know, well, they had their vaccine shot, why do they why do they have to wear their mask? Well, that's a good question. And the reason they have to is because it's, this vaccine is not a true vaccine. It does not work. It's not going to stop COVID. It's never going to stop it because COVID mutates like cold, like the common cold, and it will never, it's, uh, who's, I guess Merck, Merck decided they're not even going to try to make a vaccine because they say it's impossible to make a vaccine that will stop COVID. Well, that's not why they said they would stop making it, because they were so far behind and one of their initial trials didn't work, wasn't successful. So they said they would put their efforts into helping to produce the vaccines that have been proven. You have so much misinformation there, we wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, and Mark, you can say that, but that's that's the truth. And here, here's here's some <laughs> okay. more truth for you. Well, you can say you that, know, but what I said's the truth. Okay, but here's uh, Piers Morgan made a statement the other day. He said about if people don't get the vaccine, they have no right to get health care. And then people are coming out and saying, if you don't get the vaccine, you don't have a right to go get food. You have no well, right to go to well, a grocery store. You have no right forcing, to go here, there, and, and everywhere else. Who's forcing so, the vaccine on anyone? Who's forcing it? Yeah. Well, the military is going to have it forcing them shortly. Yes. Don't you hear? Don't you hear people saying that everyone needs to be vaccinated? 
Sure, but they're well, not forcing you. I think people say a lot of people need to come to a full stop, but no, you didn't, nobody does. You perhaps didn't hear Dr. Fauci. He's predicting, and Van, you may have heard this or you may not have, that the final approval for the vaccine may come as early as this week. And then he predicts that after that, a stream of universities, institutions, businesses will require employees to be vaccinated or be terminated. That's Dr. Absolutely. Fauci's prediction. That's, that's happened in Hawaii. The, the, the uh, governor out in Hawaii has mandated vaccines for all state employees, and that includes school employees and you know just uh, all you know all different kinds of employees. But anyway, the the fact of the matter is, and you guys don't like to hear this, but we're seeing stuff <laughs> like the Bible talks about in Revelation. You may laugh at that mark, but I'm telling you what. Here we go. The Bible says. When the Bible says they're going to be forced to receive a mark that they, if they don't have that mark, they can't buy or sell, we're seeing the vaccine is being pushed to that end where, hey, people, people shouldn't receive any health care if they don't have this vaccine shot. People shouldn't be able to go to the store and buy food if they don't have this vaccine shot. And you say you're not hearing this stuff? Well, what I'm hearing from people is lockdowns are coming. I heard that tomorrow there may be an announcement about a lockdown, or if it's not tomorrow, it's going to be in the very near future where they're going to lock down based not just on COVID and the Delta variant and the Lambda variant, but on climate change. The UN has announced about the severity of the climate who's change. Who's locking down tomorrow? Yeah, who's locking down? Who are you hearing is doing this? Well, I'm, I'm hearing from, from some high up military people. They're saying about there's a lockdown coming in the, and we're going to be required to stay in our homes. In the U.S. Everybody in the U.S. All over the world. Oh, a global world. lockdown. I got gotcha. you. And I'll show you that way. There's okay. a lot of countries that are that way right now. And wow. Who's going to enforce it, that? It, well, well, wait, wait and see. Dr. You Fauci. Guys, and Mark, you can sit and scoff all you want, but global you can just lockdown watch tomorrow. As things begin to happen. Will we still be able to have River Festival if we have a global lockdown? Probably oh, if, not. If it's if it's done by if Barack Obama shows up, yeah. Okay. He'll so. be dancing in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so at this moment, Summer River Festival is still on, but the global lockdown by Dr. Fauci is Rashida Tlaib will be there without a mask on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. We got out, you, Van. Huh? I said, we got you, you got Van. Yes, we got to go. I read um, something that's very interesting, and I think it's it's called uh, – it's an editorial letter to the editor written by a lady uh, not in this area. But it's called Welcome to the Freedom Cafe. We, we uh, trust you to make your own choices if you want to wear a face mask. And in the same spirit of individual liberty, we will allow our staff to make their own choices about the safety um, pro, uh, procedures they prefer to follow as they prepare and serve your food. We encourage employees to wash their hands after using the bathroom, but understand that some people may be allergic to certain soaps or may simply prefer not to wash their hands. It is not our place to tell them what to do. We understand that you may be used to chicken that has been cooked to 165 degrees. We do have to respect that some of our cooks may have seen a meme or YouTube video saying that 100 degrees is fine and we do not want to encroach on their beliefs. Some servers may wish to touch your food as they serve it. There is no reason that a healthy person with clean hands can't touch your food. We will take their word for it that they are healthy and clean. Water temperatures and detergent are highly personal 
choices, and we allow our dishwashing team to decide how they prefer to wash the silverware you will put in your mouth. Some of you may get sick, but almost everyone survives food poisoning. Mm. We think you'll agree Where that it's. We think you'll agree that it's a small price to pay for the sweet freedom of uh, owning up to your own beliefs and what to do, especially not for the silly reason of keeping strangers healthy. Where is this? I'm not. It's going not there. a real cafe. It's it's a letter to the editor. Someone wrote. Oh. I mean, the whole point is. You know, we make choices every day, or we have rules every day that protect other people's health. In restaurants, you have to have. Uh, do you read the food inspections in the uh, newspaper nope, every haven't, month? Haven't well, touched um, it they, in they, 18 months. They talk about how uh, some pe- places the temperature of the food isn't high enough, the mm-hmm. water temperature, test strips aren't available. So, I mean, we are required all the time to do things to protect other people's health. We don't let restaurants just serve food. They have to. They have to have a what do you call it? A certified food inspector on the on the premises someone who knows the rules you know so what's the difference we take the vaccine for the same reason i mean i understand where van's coming from and i understand personal liberty and some people don't want to take it but there are consequences to that there will be consequences to that i don't know that it's the mark of the beast but you may not be allowed to do certain <laughs> Might things be. you just never know well we won't know for a little while all right folks well, when this global uh, lockdown takes place we won't be able to get out i guess we won't be doing on the mark can we do it via Zoom? Well, I don't know who will be here to Zoom it. I think we could do it remotely. But somebody's got to be here to put the thing together. Well, everybody has to be somewhere during the lockdown. You, I'm assuming you just have to stay there. So no one would be in here. What if the transmitter well, goes what, off? What if you come up here and one person comes up here and stay here? I'll come up here and just stay here. Who will feed you? You haven't thought about that, have you? No, I hadn't thought. Oh, my lovely bride says, I will pack you a lunch. Okay. <laughs> that was fast. Thank you, honey. All right. And then there's, is there a duck in the oh, studio? Gosh. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Tom. Tom. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for a couple of more callers before we hit the top of the hour. We've heard a lot of misinformation, but I invite, invite folks to do what Van did. Bone up on this topic. Learn everything you can about it and make your personal choice about whether you want the vaccine. Do not favor mandated requirements for vaccines, and I don't think anybody's doing it, except you said military's doing that, so we saw that in the yes, headline they are. We're going so to the require. pentagon but uh, do they not control the health and lives and safety i mean is that part of the Our contract when Coslin was on the air this morning talking about roughly the uh, the problems that might encounter for a military person if they refuse they can be charged under the uniform code of military justice for failing to obey a lawful order okay. so i mean apparently it's going to get very serious in the military all right 1-800-795-9565 what's your view on this you've done what van did you boned up on all the information. You're highly informed. You heard his decisions. What's yours? 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you, the other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Again, we invite you to call in, voice your opinion, do what Van did, bone up on the topic, and call in and express your view on vaccines, COVID spread, if you wish to. Uh, Joe found another example of a Democrat dancing in a tested vaccinated hall without right. a mask. Yes, you know for a fact that you have personally checked the vaccination certificates of everybody. They were all vaccinated and tested. Talib's we party. know that to be true. Okay. You know that to be true. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market of the KOK.com. Always like what Ronald Reagan said. It's not that our liberal friends are dumb. It's just they know so many things that aren't so. <laughs> and could you not just flip that around? <laughs> you mean, could. It, yes, it you could easily me, do that. Especially today. Uh, upper right-hand corner, and then we've got right. two calls going Our friend here. Glenda says, good morning, Mark and Joe. I would like to clarify. Everyone who calls into your show and claims they have immunity from COVID due to already contracting the virus. If they would do the proper research, they would realize they only have antibodies for that particular virus they were infected with. There are many variations of COVID with the Delta variant running rampant currently in the U.S. Their chances of catching another variant of COVID is very real. And FYI, I had the vaccine and I have resumed wearing my mask out in public. Why? I blame the uh, anti-vaxxers. If everyone would have to get vaccinated, we wouldn't be in this predicament right now. Hey, Glenda, yeah, everybody f- has to get vaccinated. I really, I don't think I would support that. You know, that just seems onerous. I mean, I invite folks to do what half the country has done, you know, bone up at least a little or a lot on this topic and get the jab, or do as Van has done, bone up on the topic and don't get it, you know, if that's, if you have an informed choice and that's what you're doing. But uh, forcing folks, that doesn't seem like that's a great solution in my so view. So you don't believe the military should be compelled to get the vaccine? Uh, well, military's different. I don't really know. Precisely how military protocols go. Once you volunteer, you know you have to. There, you're 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 their puppy. You know you get to do whatever they tell you to. That's slightly different, I think. Uh, it does seem kind of onerous, but you know it's that's a tough road to be in the military. Is it onerous to require employees at restaurants to wash their hands after they use the restroom? Well, I think businesses should set standards for sanitation and should comply with them. The government can certainly well, what help. about and, business and set setting that. a standard for vaccination, that they want their employees to be vaccinated? Yeah, I would think that's like a private organization. If a private organization called a business, whether it's a, uh, you know, a Burger King or whatever it happens to be, if they want to set a standard and require vaccination, I guess that's their prerogative. We have a couple of moments before the top of the hour. Two folks standing by. Bobby, go ahead. You'll get two minutes. Uh, Yes. um, uh, Good morning, everyone. From an engineering standpoint, and that's how I look at things, COVID-2, COVID-19, COVID, whatever you want to call it, there has not been a single standard for any of this. None whatsoever. And that that I know for a fact. What do you mean a standard for what? For the testing and the whole nine yards. But there is a standard for testing. There are several tests. Well, but uh, what what do you mean? Yes. There's no COVID-19 standard test because it didn't even exist two years ago. But at the same time, those results are not 
basically showing up where they should be. So they're not standardized results. You mean some tests are more accurate than others? Or some uh, tests are not accurate. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. They say those instant tests have a higher rate of uh, inaccuracy. All right. We got you, Bobby. We're going to shoot for standards. Every test can give you a false positive. Thank you, sir. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Sally, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting a short time. Go right ahead. Mark, and I'm a product of the polio era. Think about all the kids that had polio. And when that vaccine came out, how everybody went and got their, well, we got sugar cubes with stuff on it first. And then we got the shots. Our son passed away in January, in February due to COVID. Watch somebody die like that and see how you feel. That's all I have to say. Well, thank you for calling Sorry in. for your loss, Sally. Thank you. Yeah, this sharing is, that thank with you. Us. Well, and this is, uh, that's, I think the president refers to it that, uh, Dr. Fauci does. This is essentially a pandemic uh, with serious hospitalizations and deaths among primarily the vaccinated, as uh, Israel primarily and Australia. Primarily unvaccinated. Or unvaccinated, right. And as Australia and uh, Israel found out, if you have high rates of vaccination, of course, you can still have hospitalizations. Your overall rate of uh, spread of the disease is low, l- lower, but you can still get it. It can still be serious. You can still die from it. Isn't part of the problem the fact that testing has fallen by the wayside now? I mean, our caller, Mr. Douglas, uh, said that uh, there's no standards, but there have been. There were people being tested, and people being tested led to an early identification of the problem, and they stayed home. Now, if you are not vaccinated and you get sick, you're like, oh, it's just a cold. I'll Mm -hmm. go on about my day. Then it turns out you've infected five or ten other people. You know, isn't testing still? We were all told that testing is the key. That's the key to keeping us safe. Now, well, now we're not getting tested. All the testing centers around here are closed. If you wanted to get a test, where would you go? Well, Evan and Geisinger still do them at various locations. Uh, well, the Geisinger closed are, down their tent. Or their 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 right, but they just moved it in house. It's in the hospital. Same with Geisinger. They don't. They changed tent a couple of months ago, and now you're inside. But still, you can still get tested if you want to get tested. You can still get tested. But you're right. The rate of testing much lower, and people with colds and slight fevers. Many say, well, you know, I'll tough it out. If I got it, I got it. You know, my significant other is vaccinated. So lots of folks aren't getting tested that presumably could anyway. Hey, we'll continue this during the 9 a.m. hour. We got some other topics to talk about as well. But we invite you to weigh in on a nearly open phones day on WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to On the Mark. Mark Lawrence is getting ready to do the news. I'm Joe McGranahan. Welcome to our program. We invite you to give us a call at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236, but be sure to include the keywords OTM. And our program is brought to you by the great folks at Sunbury Motor Company. 
All right. We do have some brief news headlines here while I finish getting my coffee ready. Well, I thought you were about to choke, so I thought I better oh, step no, in. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. It's all good. A time and money-saving idea will be implemented in the city of Sunbury. City Council approved a contract with a constable to handle some of the prisoner transports, which are normally handled by Sunbury City police officers. Mayor Kirk Karlovich says they've entered into a subcontractor agreement with Samuel Spiegelmeyer, a, contra- or a constable. He'll conduct prisoner transfers for $50 per prisoner. Sometimes, he says, when officers can't be scheduled to handle the transportation of prisoners to the new county prison, this will provide some relief and reduce overtime expenses in the city of Sunbury. Fifty bucks a trip. Pennsylvania still has a slight increase in the number of COVID-19 cases. Our correspondent Mark Sims is following that story. The State Department of Health reported a three-day total of more than 4,000 new cases of COVID-19 in Pennsylvania Monday. More than 750 state residents were hospitalized for treatment of coronavirus, including 185 in intensive care. The health department also reported five new COVID-19-related deaths in the Commonwealth. The statewide positivity rate has jumped from 3.9% to 5.4% in the past week. Nearly 64% of PA residents 18 and older have been fully vaccinated against coronavirus. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And now the local number corollary. There are 43 new cases over the course of three days around here. 23 of those were in Northumberland County. So again, the local area is still uh, widely overlooked by the slight increase that's taking place in Pennsylvania. Geisinger Danville treating six COVID-19 patients. Geisinger Shemokin has three in Evangelical Community Hospital. Lewisburg has two coronavirus patients right now. No local deaths were reported. 153 more individuals got vaccinations over the course of that three-day area. 150 people in our area. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf has said that he will not, won't, under any circumstances, issue a statewide mask mandate of any kind for schools. He will leave that up to school districts. Some school districts say they will require school Uh, students to wear masks. And to that end, Republican State Senator Judy Ward is sponsoring a bill that mandates all school districts allow parents and guardians to opt out of any mask mandates in their schools. No schools around here have a mask mandate, but Ward says if there are schools that have mask mandates, parents should be able to opt out if they so choose. And we thank uh, WHTM-TV for that particular story. We mentioned this in the first half hour of our program. The U.S. Defense Secretary says there will be a vaccine mandate for all active-duty military members starting in mid-September or sooner, depending upon when the FDA formally approves the shots, if they approve it. President Biden says he's backing the jabs because it will protect the military members and their families. And how about this? You know that college students have used fake ID cards to get into bars for years. Well, forget fake IDs. Colleges say they are now worried about fake vaccination cards being used by their students. As more universities require proof of vaccination to return to school in the copy, more students are popping up with fake copies. An Instagram account with the username vaccination cards sells them for $25 each, while a Telegram user charges as much as $200 a pop. A telegram. I guess mm. that must be a, uh, inst- a uh, new 
social media site? I wouldn't know. <laughs> All right. Never heard of it. And uh, this is kind of a follow-up to things we've talked a little bit about in the past. Uh, one of Jeffrey Epstein's longtime accusers sued Prince Andrew Monday, saying he sexually assaulted her when she was 17. Lawyers for Virginia Jeffrey uh, filed the suit in Manhattan federal court. Vice President Kamala Harris in a statement says Jeffrey uh, said the lawsuit uh, actually scratched that Vice President Kamala Harris. That must be a typo that that's in there. She doesn't have anything today to say about this. Anyway, Jeffrey said in the lawsuit that was brought under the Child Victims Act to allege she was trafficked to, to him and sexually abused by him. She said, quote, I'm holding Prince Andrew accountable for what he did to me. The powerful and rich are not exempt from being held responsible for their actions. Somebody ought to tell that to Governor Cuomo. Then he should keep his hands to himself, I well, guess, is what you're saying. Rich and powerful must be held accountable for their mm. actions. Well, I think this might be that time for him. He is well, hanging on. He's not. Right. Well, and he says he won't resign. He even like said that yesterday. like the ghost of Christmas past. He's just hanging around. But um, can he get, you know, I asked this, not facetiously, but asked it seriously, but wonderingly, uh, last week, uh, are we done holding public officials to a moral standard? And now we're going to find out with Governor Cuomo. He's not going to resign. He will be criminally charged and sued for the sexual harassment that individuals had to endure. But will voters hold him accountable? You know, with President know. Trump, they didn't hold him accountable, and that that's fine. But that was what President Trump was accused of doing stuff before he was in office, not right. after he was in office. Governor Cuomo is being accused of doing things to people, using his power, his position of power, much like Bill Clinton did, to have um, sexual contact with subordinate employees and people who are susceptible to the power that he wields. Yeah, you know, well that's, the, that's the issue here. And, you know, if this were, I mean, all the people who were indignant about President Trump's interview that he gave with Billy Bush before he was elected, I don't hear those same people coming back and saying what a pervert and what a disgusting thing the Democrats are. They're morally bankrupt because they're not demanding. Well, Governor Cuomo him out of has office. no allies. I, mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Right. There was quite the outcry when President Trump was, uh, well, he was candidate Trump said those things. There was quite the outcry and quite a few people spoke out. So I don't think a lot of people, the same people are talking out against Governor Cuomo, but at the same time, he has no allies. He's no uh, legislator uh, individual who's backing him up at this time. Now, who knows when it comes time for an impeachment vote, what will happen? But uh, right, he has no friends, as they say. And it looks like, I mean, the, given the amount of time that's taken, remember there was all this rush in Washington to impeach President Trump. He's a danger, a threat. Get him out of there. Now the Democrats say, well, it could take a couple of months till we get everything set up here to impeach him in here in New York. It in makes York. it look like they're covering is that for the, him. Is that the same thing, same standards, same process, same outcomes? And very so similar, okay. very, but not entirely gotcha. the same. Very, but once he's impeached, he's out of office until after the trial. And now the Democrats in New York are saying months. Well, that's not right. They should be able to put, ramp this up in a matter of days. I would think. The nice thing is that his lieutenant governor has been out of his circle, and she apparently would be able to step in and 
and not be tainted at all with anything he did. So there's there's a positive in all this. Is she a victim of the harassment also? Not really. Uh, she wasn't even in his inner circle. Apparently, he I don't know whether he picked her or whether he was saddled with her as his running mate. But she has not yeah. been in his inner circle and appears to be completely innocent of any of his crimes or of knowledge of any of his crimes, if you will. Governor Cuomo hanging on like like the, <laughs> what did you say, the ghost of? Christmas past. Past, okay. It's just always kind of there. And so he's hanging on. And uh, earlier today we talked about uh a vaccine, COVID-19, the spread around the globe. And we have a mask issue here from our friend E.B. And uh, the vaccines, some folks want them, some folks don't. A van called in with some very important points so individuals can call in and accentuate what he said or perhaps refute it if that's feasible. And uh, we talked about the fact that the uh, Delta variant is uh, causes a lot of breakthrough cases. And when we get a moment, I'd like to talk about Governor Kate Brown from Oregon. All right. To be continued, but right now we have open phones, nearly open phones, so give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. Go ahead, Joe. EB says, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis previously made mask mandates in schools illegal despite his state being overrun in COVID cases. Now he's threatening to withhold the salaries of any superintendents who try to keep children safe from this deadly virus by violating that rule. This is yet another example of how degenerate the Republican Party has become in the past few years, putting children's lives in danger to own the libs. That's pure evil. That's ridiculous. I, uh, <laughs> I would say Republicans don't own the degenerate nature that we're enjoying right now. Of course, Governor Cuomo's not degenerate. No, just Republicans. <laughs> yeah, he owns it. Yeah, there you go. There's a perfect. Uh, yeah, so I think we can find examples on both sides of the aisle of degeneration. So, yeah. all right, one more of these. Uh, oh, this is uh, one of our listeners sent us a fact sheet on uh, Dr. Fauci listing quite a few misstatements and just outright lies, including the big lie, which was from the mask thing that I had all but forgotten about, which I was reminded of by no fewer than seven people yesterday. After you insisted it wasn't well, so. Well, <laughs> okay, so look, you've made mistakes on this show too. All right, so anyway, all right, so. Uh, I read this uh, PDF that was provided by this individual. It does list, I would say, half a dozen, maybe seven uh, key false statements. Uh, I would say in response that some of them are opinions. Uh, some of them have turned out to be untrue. And two are verifiably false statements probably made with the goal to deceive. So we By him or by, by the person Dr. who wrote this? Okay. By Dr. Fauci. All right. Next one. Read that right. and then we'll be Concerning the discussion this. of breakthrough infections in Israel, my first question would be, which vaccine are they using in Israel? They are not all equal. Fauci has decades of experience working as an epidemiologist, working with HIV and other virus-related threats, so his opinion has more weight than most. Read that yesterday, but it was oh, worth repeating. Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. Did you read this? Uh, I'm sure. Yes, uh, yes, I think you did. I did. Yes, I did. Okay, okay so we've got that, and okay. we read that. Uh, we did? Yep. Mm, I don't I think, think we did. All right, maybe we didn't. Uh, but now Dr. Hobi Haviv, head of the Herzog... This relates to the, it, the conversation we had about an article from Israel, I think with 75 or 95 percent right. of most he of the says, people overall, we don't see any uh, real difference in the illness compared to previous waves. Nevertheless, he does see a difference in how quickly coronavirus patients are arriving at his hospital, which receives patients from other hospitals. Currently, he has 34 patients aged 48 to 96 
1977, roughly half of them seriously ill. During the peaks of previous waves, they would transfer 80 patients to us in three or four days, he explained. Now it's sporadic, two or three patients a day, not more. I hope that that's related to the vaccine moderating the illness. Okay. Might as well do this. All right, President Barack Obama's net worth before the presidency was estimated at 1.3 million. I totally believe in capitalism and commend anyone who can increase their wealth. You put something in front of what I was reading. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Hence, I stopped. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. The Obama's original. Uh, yeah, okay. The Obama's original continue. price for the Martha's Vineyard property was $17 million. They also bought a mansion two blocks from the White House for $8 million. They still own an apartment in Chicago worth $1.5 million. I believe all former presidents and many other politicians managed to become expert capitalists. Signed, Dennis. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Mike, thanks for waiting. I'm listening. Yay, good morning. Hey, as you gentlemen know, that I like to develop uh, counter-narratives to what the mainstream media uh, presents in the news, because I think most of the news is woven together now today to create the narrative that if it wasn't for the Republicans, we'd all be living in nirvana right now. And uh, one of the most recent stories is about the, uh, the forest fires that are occurring in the, uh, the western part of the country and, and basically many other parts of the world. But before that, I just want to let you guys know, I may have talked about it before on your show, it, uh, that valley down there, that Susquehanna Valley, uh, not the North Branch, but uh, the, the West Branch and the mainstream stem then, uh, during the last ice age, that valley was basically flooded to the extent that the waters were so devastating that it scraped everything right to the bedrock. And then in the subsequent thousands of years, things were built up to what you have right now. Are you guys both familiar with that idea? No. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what happened during the last ice age, uh, a glacier advanced uh, down this, uh, into Pennsylvania, and up around Muncie there, Bald Eagle Mountain, the mountain that's just to the south of Williamsport, uh, abuts the Susquehanna River. And the glacier was to the east of that. So that glacier came down, and it dammed the Susquehanna River to the extent that I don't know if you, you've probably traveled up Route 15 north the, uh, into Williamsport and you come over that lookout, they call it the Montgomery Pike Lookout, you can see down into the River Valley of Williamsport. Well, the water when, from that dam was flooded up past that. So that's probably you know almost 800 feet from uh, base level of the valley up. So there was a, a, a reservoir 800 feet deep created by an iceberg, basically, with, you know, an iceberg or a, or a glacier, and that broke, and that water flooded down the entire Susquehanna Valley, and uh, down there where the bend is, when the Susquehanna River comes down to Sunbury and then it turns right, they, can, they found evidence up that uh, gigantic mountain. I think somebody has a really nice house up on the top of that mountain I've seen when I boat down there, and it was, everything was scraped just right to the bedrock. So that's a story that most people, they've never heard, and they can't believe it, because they look at the land down there, and the, and the landscape is beautiful for the most part. All right, and, and why is this important? Okay. Yeah, why? <laughs> okay, this is important, because the same thing is basically true with the magnitude of the wildfires that are occurring in the western United States right now, specifically Oregon. Okay, so Oregon was covered with forests, you know, basically forever, okay? 
and we we took advantage of those forests. When the Europeans moved in, we harvested them. We uh, essentially managed them. We we cut the big timber out, and uh, if if beetles or anything killed trees, we we harvest them and we use the wood. But along came environmental regulations. In other words, uh, man interfered with nature, so to speak, in a way, and we weren't allowed to cut the dead wood, and the dead wood built up. And we, we, we no longer logged. I mean, the logging has dropped tremendously by a factor of four. And so we, we're not clearing out the wood, and the wood trees die. We can't harvest them. We have to leave it be as nature. So basically what you have is a lot of wood that's dead, ready to burn. We no longer cut wo uh, uh, roads in there to harvest that wood, so there's not roads for the firefighters to get in. So they instead of managing the forest, they've decided that they're going to let them go back to nature. And what nature does every so many years is burn the heck out of these woods to start over. But when it does it, when there's a local infestation of beetles, it's a localized burn and it doesn't go into one of these big conflagrations that basically destroys the soil and destroys the forest for many, many years. So basically man is one of the major contributors to these forest fires in the West but the mainstream media is presenting the point that it's all due to CO2 and climate change, and unless we all switch to electric vehicles or whatever, uh, the whole world's going to burn down. Basically, that's the message. So basically, if it's if the Republicans stop us going to electric vehicles, you're all going to die. Is pretty much the message that people get in their head. So that's my spiel for this morning. Okay, that that's was it. rather elaborate. <laughs> That was rather torturous. Well, <laughs> what, what, what's the point? Well, what should we do? Well, the, the point is, and again, th this, is, this is difficult. The main, in my mind, the mainstream media, just like they were during the Donald Trumps, they were basically all united, get rid of Donald Trump, okay? Now Donald Trump is gone. So I want people to ask themselves, okay, we have news. But what is the reason behind this news? Because for five years, the message was, we're developing the news to get rid of Trump. Now they're developing the news for something else. What is that? And investigate these news stories and try to find out, you know, really the root cause of what the, what the news really is, as opposed to what they just want you to believe. Because I'm, I'm telling you, the headlines on the news are really, really powerful. They affect people. I mean, almost instantaneously, you, you can see it in everyday life. You know, they mentioned there's going to be a shortage of something, and even if there's not, next thing you know, it's off the shelf. So, okay. Uh, basically, don't trust the news. Investigate for yourself. All right. Well, well you could have just said that at the very beginning, but anyway, okay. Um, no, okay. I'm glad okay. you, I'm glad you illuminated uh, what what you, your research on that, but I, I I'm. You kind of buried the lead. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I, you know, and this is this isn't my profession. That's you guys' profession. So I, I thank you for the coaching. And if anybody wants to learn about that glacial lake that was about 200 miles long and 800 feet deep in Williamsport, all you would have to do is Google uh, glacial lake Kelsey or uh, West Branch Susquehanna River glacial lake. And it'll tell you all about it. Okay, fair enough. All I right, think I'll take a look at it. Thanks a lot, Eric. Thank you okay. so much.
Okay. Mike, I'm All sorry. Right. Glacially slow call, but we do appreciate <laughs> that. But the bottom line is, relates to the media. Right. So we, Tied it in. Right. So. And one of our textures says, hey, EB, what's your thoughts on the degenerate Obama having a big unmasked birthday bash for himself? <laughs> yeah, with vaccinated, tested people. Well, you know, there could be vaccinated, tested people in the, the state of Florida who are not going to have a mask mandate. Okay. Yeah, I'm not advocating for one. And then uh, the interview was released as an October. I'm not as certain what that was about. Oh, the interview oh, of Donald Trump, to Billy Bush. One. Right. Uh, point, of, point of fact, the Billy Bush interview with Trump was from at least six years before he became a candidate, not while he was a candidate. The interview was released as an October surprise attempt by the Democrats. Right. Okay. Good point. Now, well, but, it, yeah, it speaks to his moral turpitude or lack thereof. Well, there's plenty Regardless of lack of, of moral turpitude con- around. Right, among everybody. <laughs> Look at Governor Cuomo. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. Okay, uh, we we're going to talk about Governor Kate Brown. We have talked about scouring out lakes in the northern part of our region, up in the, uh, what is that valley called that's up there in the Williamsport area, the West Branch Valley. Uh, we have talked about Governor Cuomo hanging in there. He's trying to stay governor. and uh, But the Democrats say, oh, yeah, they'll try him in the months ahead, so that's not ideal. That's too long. And vaccine facts versus hesitancy versus what's really happening. One of our good listeners said that we will be enjoying a global shutdown shortly. So uh, buy some extra milk and eggs, I suppose. What we're going to talk about when we come back is Governor Kate Brown, the Oregon Democrat, signed a bill last month with little fanfare that drops the requirement that high school students prove proficiency in reading, writing, or math before graduation. Can you imagine that? All right. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan, Mark Lawrence here, and we invite your calls at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Be sure to include the keyword OTM, program brought to you by your good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm texting the Sunbury Motor Company. Both the Telluride and the F-150 are in. We're still waiting for the Explorer. So go ahead. Okay. Governor Kate Brown, the Oregon Democrat, signed a bill last month with little fanfare that drops the requirement that high school students prove proficiency in reading, writing, or math before graduation. The Oregonian reported that the governor has seemed to avoid discussing Senate Bill 744. Her move to sign the bill was not public until recently because her office did not hold a signing ceremony or issue a press release. The paper also pointed out the bill was first signed on July 14th, but not added to the state's database until July 29th due to a glitch in the system. Brown's office did not immediately respond to an after-hours email requesting more information. In June, the state lawmakers voted to approve a bill that suspended the requirements for students for three years. Foundations for a Better Oregon said in a statement at the time that the bill is intended to, quote, truly reflect what every student needs to thrive in the 21st century, unquote. Supporters of the bill insist that considering math and reading essential skills has been an unfair challenge for students who do not test well. 
The report said the requirement was first suspended at the start of the pandemic. Television station KATU reported uh, that the Republicans have come out against the bill and claim that it lowers expectations for our kids. But there was some bipartisan support. Charles Boyle, the deputy communications director from Brown's office, told the paper in an email that the staff from the governor's office informed legislative staffers about the bill signing on the day it was passed. He also said the new standards for graduation will help benefit the state's black, Latino, Latinx, Indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, Tribal, and students of color. Since if that isn't racist, I don't know what is. Those kids can't survive and demonstrate proficiency in math, reading, writing, to graduate from school? Well, she, they're just saying it will benefit them. It wasn't imposed because of them. They're just saying they how will, will be... Benef- how will lowering the standards well, benefit anybody? Well, that's another topic. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if you lower the standard for everybody, it, it may benefit some individuals more than others. Well, why did they do it? What's, what's, their, what's the justification? I guess they, they uh, found some success during the pandemic when the standards were lowered last year and students graduated maybe without all the competencies they might have had. Maybe they emphasized other skills. I, I know up at Central Columbia they emphasize career-oriented skills over academics, but at the same time you have to have all the academics also. Well, an editorial in The Oregonian read that Oregon schools were among the last in the country to reopen to in-person instruction during the pandemic. Our Legislators should be focused on how to help students regain the ground they've lost after a year and a half of distance learning and hybrid instruction, not on lowering our standards. You know, so how are these kids going to compete if they get out in the world and other kids in other schools in other states have demonstrated this proficiency? They've worked hard. They brought up their scores in math, reading and Mm -hmm. writing. And now the kids from Oregon come in for a job or to go to college, and the standards have been lowered, and they're not proficient in those subjects. It seems to me that if we're going to educate children, they at least ought to be proficient in what it is we're educating them on. Yeah, we'll have to find out why they did this. I don't think it's in there, at least in sufficient detail. But in what are they emphasizing more than just reading, writing, and arithmetic? Not. They're, they're trying Nothing. to make it easier. It's like giving the kids a participation medal. Every, oh, every you, poor, you poor little guy, you Pacific Islander, you can't handle math, writing, well, or reading. I don't think that's it. Therefore, we're going to lower the standards. So... It's it, but the standards are still high for white Caucasian, normal uh, previously normal individuals. Not they minorities. didn't say it would benefit them. That's what's racist about oh, this. They that, said it was going to benefit the black, benefit the black, Latino, Latinx, Indigenous, mm-hmm. Asian, and Pacific Islanders. Okay. They didn't say it was going to benefit the white. Good cops. article, well, worth exploring. Yeah, we'll have to find out what the standards are, why the standards uh, in any way are being lowered rather than increased. You you almost never hear anybody lowering anything standard wise from high school. As you hear that the benchmarks are going back up or higher, or uh, you know, well, even if they just remain the same. In other words, if if they were the same, that would be acceptable, I suppose, because in theory, whatever was acceptable before the pandemic should be acceptable now. Well, for, did you forward that article to me? Sometimes yes, you do. I did. Okay, well, I'll forward that to uh, Cindy and uh, our good superintendent from <laughs> Central and some other education experts. We'll find out what the justification is. But uh, how significantly lowered is there a percentage that can tell you like they didn't move it down two percent it's 20 percent or they have dropped the requirement dropped Mm. (laughs) the requirement that high school that's called 100 percent prove proficiency (laughs) in read that they they prove proficiency in reading writing or math before graduation 
How do you prove well, proficiency? That's not right. I don't think so. I think it's a disadvantage to the kids. And again, it's the bigotry of low, low expectations. I don't see any reason it's the, it's why, George why all kids can't w. participate. Bush's quote, it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Get it right. Okay. Well, whatever it is, however you want to describe it, that's what it is, isn't it? Don't you think? Well, I don't know. Are, are minorities a factor in, in deciding this? Uh, they say it will benefit them more than others. So what, you know, what, what's the seesaw? You know, as uh, one of our good listeners always points out, if you eliminate something in the classroom you, or if you add something in the classroom, you have to eliminate uh, some. Oh, here we go. On the mark has lower. St- oh, no, no. I scratched that. That's the- that's the key. I, I'm, I was adding the OTM. That doesn't go in there. And how does anyone lowering standards for reading and other subjects benefit anyone? I agree. How does it benefit anyone? Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I mean, I think kids should be held to a tough standard in school. I mean, if, you, if, if your diploma doesn't mean anything, if that diploma doesn't guarantee me as a future employer or a future college administrator that you have some proficiency in basic skills, basic educational skills, what is it that a diploma is guaranteed? Guaranteeing. Do right, you have folks. any idea? No. <laughs> that you're a know-nothing? I don't know. 1-800-795-9565. Thanks for that. We will forward it to the good folks that we know that uh, are taking good care of education. Did you read that upper right-hand corner? Uh, no. Um, one of our listeners says, how do you research the news without using the news? And that's a good point. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you need all 70 channels these days just to find out where the news is in the middle. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. We are talking education. Now will be a good time to lower the academic standards at schools so they'll be much easier for teachers to teach and kids to graduate if you eliminate, not lowering them, eliminating them, right? No yes, math, science, English, none of that For your stuff. high school diploma, would you please give me the ABCs? No, you wouldn't <laughs> even need that. Why test, though? If you have no standard for graduation, why even test? That's an excellent point. Why would you test? <laughs> what are you testing for? Well, yeah, it where would be you, embarrassing for where the do student. Where you improve? You would be actually holding the student up to ridicule for saying, well, you don't know this stuff. Well, you said you abandoned the requirement that I do know it, so why should I know it? Al, you're on the mark. Well, you guys have a good day here, but I'm uh, disappointed you stole my thunder because the Oregon governor really doesn't care about the student's education and uh, the effects it's going to have on the rest of their life and supplying for their family if they ever do end up having one and and their future jobs and retirements and it's just a a big handicap to go through life without at least a, a decent education where you can fulfill a role somewhere for somebody and make a living well what's the point of giving them all this free college education if they're not qualified to accept it Exactly. <laughs> uh, and this, you know, this is a Democratic governor. I don't know much about Kate Brown. She may be a wonderful governor in a lot of ways, but this doesn't seem like it benefits anybody to me. It seems like she doesn't care about her uh, constituents, if they get an education or not. That's what it seems like to me. And, and she's not competent for the job. If she wants to lower standards. Eliminate. Yeah, so they should be voted out, and we're going to have to start waking up and and look at the people that we're putting in office, and and don't worry about the people, worry about the agenda. 
Well, use your imagination now. Could there be any justifiable reason at all whatsoever? I mean, I can't think of one, but maybe you can. Well, yeah, I do. There is a reason for it, and I don't want to sound like a jerk. Here we go. (laughs) Go ahead. Sound like a jerk. Tell us what it is. I'm just harassing you. Go ahead. Anyways, um, that's what they do. They just shove them through. The problem child, you know, just, I don't want him next year. I'm passing him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there you go. That's, you know, opinion. I can't do a thing for him. I can't do a thing for her. Why should I try again? I'm just going to pass him on to fifth grade and happens again in eighth grade and, and eventually end up with a high school student that doesn't have the skill to get a diploma the rightful way. So they have to lower the standards so they can get rid of them so they can bring some more in and it keeps on just moving on and moving on and we keep falling further behind in the world and sending all our jobs over to China and one of these days it's all going to hit the the fan and it's you know we're starting to see the mess right now we don't have borders we don't have any supplies or raw materials aren't coming in it's yeah, and speaking of that even the Washington Post. The Washington Post came down in an editorial what? on President Obama and Vice President Harris's failure to control the southern border. The fact that it's a complete incoherent Was it policy. The Post's editorial or an the editorial Post, writer? The okay. Post. Wow. The Washington so Post. I tell you what, if you've lost the Post, what did Walter Cronkite, what did uh, they no, say about Walter Nixon, Cronkite? Uh, Walter, uh, President, uh, President uh, who was um, Nixon? Johnson, said, if I've lost Walter Cronkite, I've lost the country. All right. So if uh, President Biden has lost the Post. The Post, he's lost the country. All right. Go ahead, Al. You were muddled there, unfortunately, but now you're back. I heard the muddling. But anyways, it's a pleasure to be able to call and give my opinion and uh, take it from there, guys. <laughs> Did you get your vaccination yet? Nope, got to go. never told <laughs> us what it is you were going to say that would make you sound like a jerk, so. Well, no, uh, just passing them on to the next teacher because they couldn't do anything with them. I think that that happened in, my, in front of me. At Shikolumi, I've seen just some different guys going through. I'd get rid of him. Maybe, maybe the military can do. But th- this for isn't him. this isn't quite the same thing. This is abandoning the requirement that they actually demonstrate some proficiency. It's like saying, "We don't care how much you know. We're going to shove that diploma in your hand and send you out into the world," which seems to me like a very unfair thing to do to any kid if they're not prepared well, for what they're going to encounter. Well, fifth grade, you got to have so much knowledge to go to sixth grade. Well, they didn't care if they had the fifth grade knowledge to go to all down pat to go to sixth grade now. They just wanted to get rid of them. So that's maybe what she's doing, just getting rid of people. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, Al. Appreciate that. Joe, where did you get that article about Oregon's education? Uh, it was on the Internet. I saw it. I think it was on uh, MSN, not MSNBC, on CNN's website. Okay. And uh, you did forward that to me, so I'll put it on uh, WKOK.com. It, 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 it was either CNN or Fox, or it may have been on both of them. I'll put it on WKOK's Facebook page uh, later today since you sent that to me, and uh, then we'll have that. And one of our listeners sends a note, says, please post that Oregon High School Standards article on your Facebook page. If not, I'd appreciate it if you forward it to me. I have a former college president. 
president from our area now working in Oregon education, and I want him to see it. Thank you. Uh, yes, so th that's uh, from well, uh, Mike. The, so we the Washington that. Oregonian and television station KATU are the source of the story, whether it was from Fox or whether it was from CNN. But okay. uh, Fox well, merely reported what these two outlets reported. We'll the Washington out. Oregonian is a well-respected paper. We'll Google the article. That'll tell us where it's from, and then... Uh, and we'll post it on our Facebook page. Okay. All right, 1-800-795-95. Oops, we got to talk to Harry before the break. He's a busy guy. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. I uh, I was kind of flabbergasted by that last story about the education and, and until I started thinking about it. You know, it, it is a bizarre world anymore, and, and knowledge, you t we used to always uh, be taught that knowledge was king. And it's not anymore, and it hasn't been for a while. Now it's just about being, you know, if you want it, uh, somebody will give it to you. And and we're not sending people out into the world to ever be prepared. We take people through schools. You're 18, you're 19, it's time for you to get out into the real world, and this is just another example of it. We don't care if you know anything. If you've had to hire or train people over the last 20 years, you'd You'd be amazed at the level of incompetency of people who come out who supposedly have been educated into the real world. They have no concept of, of, of the English language. They have no concept of social interaction. They have no concept of anything. And now you've got a, a governor who's saying, well, let's make it easier for them. It just it's just we might as well just pull the plug because the experiment in this great republic has to be over if this is in any way acceptable. I don't think that schools are a place for participation medals. <laughs> but but they are anymore, Joe, and, and you're right, they're not. But, but you know, now we, we, we were going to teach, you teach people to take the test to be proficient enough in something. You lower the test, uh, the, what the standards are on the test score, and now you lower, now we're going to lower the standards this method would lower the standards on what they have to know even more so. You know, when I was in school, if you had a 70, that was the lowest passing grade. Now if you have 50, you have a passing grade. How, how is that, how does that help anybody? How does that help anybody function in the real world? I thought, not, I thought a 60. Not what the academics want, but the real world. I thought a 60 was the lowest passing grade. Wasn't that, a, that was a D when I went to school. Well, you know, I went I went to quite a few years of Catholic school, and that was, it was 70, was a, was a D. So <laughs> you men are 69. informed, and you know yeah. that educational, standard, educational standards are going down. We aren't teaching as much or as well that, But I, I'm worried when I, I, yeah, I mean, see a story that yeah. says that they're lowering the, uh, the educational requirements to graduate from high school. So kids from Sealand's Grove yeah, High mean, School are unprepared yeah, I, no, for college and true. life? What's true? I think that what, what we're talking about here is Oregon. Okay, what just Oregon. Doing, why well, what you're talking about is if you lower the standards. If you want to have a real treat sometimes, and sometimes it's maybe maybe I have a mean streak in me, I don't know. You go to a grocery store or any store where there's a high school kid or a recent high school graduate as a cashier, and you give them the money for, uh, say, it's twenty-five seventy-seven, and you give them 2602 after they rang up the 2577, and then you watch them try to figure out, because it's not on the computer anymore, you watch them try to figure out how to give you change. 
<laughs> yeah, I've, just for if you want to have fun, do that. I do that once in a while, just that, because it's well, it's, like I say, maybe I'm mean spirited. I don't yes, know. Yes, that but is torturous. No, come time, on. Oh, I don't know if that's right. And I had to tell, listen, kid, if I was trying to steal from you, it'd be more than a quarter. You'd <laughs> yeah, have to put right. some zeros behind. I've I've <laughs> had I've had a I've had a clerk ask me what what do I owe you? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you grew up back when they taught us from that. I mean, you can't get much lower than that. Thank you, Harry. Well, we learned. <laughs> You know, I think the one thing that we've learned is how to do math in our heads over the years, you know, yeah. because... Mm-hmm. This... Because we were taught to think. We weren't taught to look at it on a page. Or and, a computer or a keyboard we or a calculator. To reason it out, to be able to do things. And it, it's just, it boggles the mind. It just absolutely boggles the mind. Well, or you, you say to somebody today, what's four times 99? They're like, oh, gosh, that would be very difficult to do. I'm like, not yeah. really, but anyway, okay. All right, thank you so much, Harry. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for calling yeah. in. All right, stand by. Lance, you're our next caller. I want to tell everybody about the 2021 Ford F-150 that the Sunbury Motor Company says is in. This is one of the ones that we've ordered. Antimatter blue, carbonized gray accent, XLT chrome appearance package, 2.7 liter V6 EcoBoost motor means 19 miles to the gallon in the city and 24 on the highway. You can get up to 27 on the highway if you take it easy. It has auto start-stop technology, meaning the motor's not going to run if you're just idle. It has the anti-creep. No, it doesn't keep weird people away from your vehicle. (laughs) You don't creep forward or backwards uh, when you are at a stop. You take your foot off the brake, but it has the anti, uh, they call it a hill holder, full-time hill holder that keeps your truck from going all over. If you have, like Joe did, a trailer with a boat on it, and you need to back it up to the ramp, you just tell it where the ramp is, and it backs right up for you, and it does it for you. Joe never had any trouble backing up, but some folks do. Joe never had a boat ramp problem because Joe had his boat put in in the summer. By good experts. Okay, right. well, <laughs> that's what they say at the Sunbury Motor Company. However, Sorry. had this technology been available then, I might have been inclined to You might have tried it. it, yes. All right, well, regardless, all the way back to the Sunbury Motor Company, they are the experts that Joe would go to under these uh, circumstances Amen. to help you out. This particular camera has the little drone that flies over you all the time, the 360-degree camera package. No, it's not an actual drone, but there's cameras all around the vehicle, so you can see everywhere all the time. Onboard 400-watt outlet, and it is in. It's on the lot of the Sunbury Motor Company, and uh, while I ordered it and planned to buy it... <laughs> um, somebody else beat you to it? <laughs> if somebody else beats me to it, all the better. But yeah, we thank Jason down at the Sunbury Motor Company that's saying the Kia, the Telluride, and the F-150 that I ordered, and the Veloster is on the train, not a truck. It's still on a train, so that should be here shortly. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Thank you, Lance, for your patience. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, Lance, you are on the Mark. Thank you for patience. Go right ahead. Well, that's okay. I just stick it on the uh, speakerphone, so it's the same. Get your stuff done while you're working, listening. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, you know, think about the organization that helped put that governor in office. And we think talking about about Governor Kate Brown? Kate Brown, right, right. Okay. Put her in office. And uh, in general, the second largest uh, donator to the Democratic Party is the teachers' unions, right? I'm sure they gave her an awful lot of money in order to get her elected. So you dance with those that brought you to the party. That makes it a lot easier on those teachers, doesn't it? They don't have to do near as much work or buckle down near as hard. And as I repeat, ad nauseum, one of the biggest teachers' unions in the country, the head honcho, said when when someone questioned them after they went over everything that they were doing for the teachers, they said, what about the kids? And they famously said, when the kids start paying union dues, we worry about the kids. Okay? (laughs) So this explains the whole thing to me, pal. Well, you I, mean, I would say you're cynical, you know, but on the other hand, I didn't think about it from the standpoint that it makes the teacher's job easier by dropping those requirements and they don't have to teach to a standard, but it doesn't say they've abandoned testing. It just said they've waived the or they've dropped the requirement that high school students prove proficiency in reading, writing, or math before graduation. So, in other words, the proficiency tests aren't there, but it doesn't mean that they've completely abandoned testing the kids to determine what they know. I hope they haven't done that. Well, I don't know. This might be the next step. To be continued. Thank you, Lance. Check back in. We'll do more research on this. Tomorrow, I won't be on On the Mark. Joe will be in the catbird seat. Steve Kushaloff will be here. Oh, yes, you did tell me that. And two experts from PennDOT will... Bone up, bonus up on the CSVT, and then we'll have open phones tomorrow with Steve Kushaloff and Joe McGranahan. This is WKOK Sunbury.